Today on Topic Pod, we're going to talk about the new biggest topic, um, the coronavirus. It's the first of this um, series of podcasts I'm planning on doing. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's it's all based on my own personal opinions of everything that is currently going on in the world. Um, the whole podcast is going to be like that, but especially on this one on the coronavirus. But I think the best thing to remember or to think about is that everyone should have an opinion. Um, because this is it is a very large ever expanding problem that the world is facing together in unison. I mean, this isn't one of those things where it's, um, you know, like religion based or territory based or anything like that. This is, this is literally the health, the global health of human beings. Um, so, the coronavirus came about when I learned about the coronavirus back in December. Um, I know it's been around a little bit since probably September, I believe, uh, end of September, October. I've, and the timeline's a little weird because, of course, it's coming from China, um, which will be a topic that we can talk about a little bit later. But I've been watching it since kind of the beginning of when it was getting large. Um, I, I have seen it go from a bunch of cases of super flu or super pneumonia to um, China building the hospital in 10 days um, and then kind of escalating from there. It felt like to me on the timeline once China started building the hospitals is when it started to spread more. Um, but as you know, uh, today is March 25th. I think we're kind of right in the be- middle of the beginning, as, as sad as that is, uh, of it in America, um, I still don't believe China has actually stopped the spread. I just think they have stopped reporting about the spread. But regardless, we have our own issues, um, and it's spreading. Um, the prediction is that America is going to overtake every other country in reported cases. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's great. Um, just reading the headlines uh, on on websites, um, it really kind of just shows you that it, it's more hysteria that is unneeded, but it's also hysteria that needs to be there um, to remind us how serious this is <clears throat> so the coronavirus is supposedly derived from another mammal um, that uh, is eaten in China uh, if you look up COVID or even COVID uh, as I'm doing right now it pops up with coronavirus uh <clears throat> it's scary. I, I, that's all I really say. Um, but 
it was derived from a different species to us, um, kind of hopped. It's called zoo tonic. Um, I'm not any scientist. I'm not any specialist. I can barely even say half these words, but um, you know, I'm just going to try to explain it to the best of my abilities. So somebody ate this animal. This, this is the current timeline of thinking. Um, of course, we're never going to really know because one, China is not going to tell us. And two, um, my understanding with a virus like this is it's hard to determine the you know, patient zero of all of this um, because it takes seven to 14 days for symptoms to even arise. <clears throat> but regardless, you know, this, the, the, this person um, ate this animal that had this disease and it mutated to infect humans. And the craziest thing about it is that they're kind of just predicting that right now no one has any immunity to it. So um, if you get it, you know, it's not a you know death sentence, but it's not fun. Your body doesn't know how to respond to it. It does its best. It uses up all of its immune system basically on the virus to get rid of it, which is why young people are more likely to survive it. Doesn't mean they're not going to die from it, though. Um, there's many cases of of young people. I mean, I just read a headline where a 21 year old um, with no underlining symptoms uh, died. Um, it's just crazy how people think that age um, is the factor in all this. I mean. Of course, with a, a disease like this, super pneumonia, the elderly are going to be affected the most. Um, but that doesn't mean, like, as with pneumonia or with the flu, everyone gets it. The craziest thing, I think, though, about this whole virus is the fact that kids, like, under 18, are, are, aren't dying. And we understand that they probably have it, but they're not showing many signs of it. Which is what I was saying is that the scientists are predicting that most of the people in the world are going to catch this and it's going to become kind of like part of the flu season or the cold season because of how spreadable it is. It's it's kind of insane um, how easy it is to spread and easy it is to catch. And regardless, we do know thousands of people are going to die. Hopefully, it only stays at thousands. Um, but we also know that this is is almost a good thing, and and to show countries how prepared they are. If something like if this was like Ebola, like a strand of Ebola that was able to spread so quickly without killing them so fast, but still have that lethality, you know, like infect them for tw- you know twelve days, they're infected, then they get it and they die in four, you know, somewhere in that timeline. Um, you would be able to spread it quicker, some crazy stuff like that. So the coronavirus, if you really look at it in a statistical standpoint, it's not super deadly. I mean, it is super deadly, but there are so many more cases and so many more people recovered from it than who have died from it that it kind of shows you that it's just a super spreader. Um, It's not a super killer currently. Um, the, the scariest thing about these viruses is we don't know anything about them. We don't know how it's mutating. The scientists, um, what I've read is scientists are showing that it's not mutating very quickly. So they're going to be able to make a vaccine that can 
probably be like the, the only vaccine and not have to change it because every year we have to change the flu vaccine because the flu changes um, each year mutates each year but this uh, they're, they're saying that it probably is going to be easier to maintain because of the um, the slow mutations that it's showing right now <clears throat> but regardless it's still a super spreader um which is scary because it means that you can you can get it pretty much anywhere. Um, but the biggest thing I think about the coronavirus is that it's showing the deep-rooted issues in not even American politics or economy, but global politics and economy. You see some of these countries that are third-world countries that as soon as they get one or two cases, they shut down the whole country. They provided financial support to most of their citizens um they set up plans to make sure it didn't spread and didn't kill then you have countries like europe you know the whole european <laughs> outline right now is it's basically italy and the uk and, and all these like spain they're so close in such close proximity and they didn't take any steps to stop this spread that it's just ravaging. I mean, you just look at Italy. Italy, uh, I believe the fatality rate in Italy is higher than any other country, mostly due to the fact that Italy has a older population. Um, but even then, they didn't set up any, any steps to try to avoid this until it was too late. So if you look at mortality rate of coronavirus, <clears throat> some of the headlines are kind of scary. So one chart, this is just what I'm reading from Business Insider currently. Um, one chart says the rate in Italy could go to 10% while in America could be 1.2 and the global rate is 4.4. So just think about how insane that really is. Um, if you go to worldometers.info slash coronavirus, it will show you the current cases um, as up to date as possible for them. Currently right now, um, as of March 25th, 2020 at 2.30 p.m., 458,662 people currently have the virus. Um, 20,799 have died, which I didn't even realize it was that large. Uh, and 113,776 are recovered. So the active cases currently in mild condition, which is 96% of the infected patients. So the mild conditions can go from a headache to a slight fever to almost needing hospitalized. I mean, there's some cases of the mild symptoms still making you need to go um, into the hospital before it's serious. I think they consider serious is when you're on a ventilator, but um, beforehand they kind of just take you in and um, try to, you know, give you something to kind of offset. I mean, they have some drugs that aren't really curing anything, but it's kind of helping offset 
all the symptoms. So 3,009, 309,000, sorry, 309,966 are currently in mild condition. Another 14,121 are in serious or critical condition, which is about 4%. So if you show the graph, the increase from January 23rd of this year, 2020, so a month, not even a month into the year, there's 563 cases. That was almost two months ago. In the two month span, it has risen exponentially. So that's what I was saying is that it's spreading so quickly and going undetected so easily that it's hard to even get a grasp of what we're even looking at. If you look at the graphs on this website, the total cases to the total death are pretty linear, which is going to make some sense. Um, but just the fact that this was able to spread in a two, three month time span um, is is pretty in- incredible. So the mortality rate has arisen. Right now it's 3.4%. The seasonal flu kills about 1% of those affected. So people telling you, people that are on the news, um, people that are on Facebook, people that are on Twitter, Instagram, saying that this is a hoax, this is a democratic hoax, or or anything other than what it is, which is a global catastrophe, catastrophe, <clears throat> excuse me, need to really open up their eyes and try to get out of their own box, because this is, is far more than that. This is This is not a hoax. I mean, this is something that is infecting you know, young and old, Democratic, Republican, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, it's infecting everyone. So as scary as the 458,000, there is um, the population of Earth is, of course, um, in the billions. Right now, the world population currently on the same website worldometers.info slash world dash population um, is 7,773,316,460 people currently in America. Or not America, sorry, the world. America would be kind of crazy. The world is bigger than America. Um, the cool thing about this website is it's actually showing me as up-to-date as it, I think it possibly can. Um, it shows 233,000, 234,000 births have happened. Almost 100,000 deaths have happened, but the population growth is 135,000. So this is just based off of everything. So as scary as the coronavirus is, it's very, it's, it's definitely something you you need to be aware of. It's definitely something you need to practice social distancing of. It's something that you need to stay home for. If you are not essential, stay home. Um, but it makes you feel a little bit better. It hasn't infected a large portion, but then you also have to think in the last three months, how incredible the, the cases have, have risen. It's, I mean, the percentage is outstanding. Um, so you need to be aware of it. 
So the next really topic on the coronavirus is going to be bills in place for it. Um, bills to help, well, you know, help offset everything that's happening in in the world. And I'm gonna, you know, focus on America right now. Um, is it's help? It's kind of opening everyone's eyes to the fact that we can and we should be able to have these. Um, systems in place that we're going to currently have. I mean, they're setting up right now to be able to give most Americans $1,200 in aid for the foreseeable future. I think the general consensus is going to be about four months. I'm currently looking it up right now. Um, the, The quote from the Wall Street Journal says the legislation will provide for one time checks worth $1,200 to many individual Americans and $2,400 to married couples with an extra $500 for each child with the assistance capped above certain income levels. Um, It doesn't really show how long that's going to really be. Um, I don't know if that means one-time checks as in just once or it's going to be multiple months of one-time checks. I think they're still trying to determine that. Um, But the point I'm trying to make is that they're is so much that we've been begging for as Americans, um, as people, uh, you know, in the world and, and, and this country is just for help from the government. You have to think about the fact that America doesn't have a single payer healthcare system. We don't have Medicare for all. We don't have systems in place to do what we could have done. If we had Medicare for all, you, no no matter what the evidence is clear that if we had medicare for all we would not be in the situation we are right now people would be able to get tested and treated at a very very fast rate i mean if you look at south korea who has a medicare for all type system is they tested every citizen every citizen they could i believe they tested every citizen and they treated every citizen that they could again there's no cure but there is treatments i mean as long as you you can help your body fight this it's going to be something that is going to help them understand of how to make a vaccine america is one of the richest countries in the world you have to understand that the top two percent own more wealth than the bottom 98 percent i think it's actually 96 there's another two percent that also so about the top four percent own so much wealth that they have more power than the rest of the 96% of people. Um, And other countries are kind of like this, but you have to see the socialist countries and see what they're doing to help everything. Um, It's going to be a long, long time before we actually get over this. And if you are listening to this, if I do um, end up posting this, if you do hear me saying that I'm going to end up posting this, it means I don't know if I'm going to post this yet or not. I'm going to try these out. Um, this is just a quick little little blurb. Um, we're going to have guests and stuff on here. Um, 
like my buddy Adam wants to be on here to discuss some of the po politics. But of course, we're social distancing now, so it might be a little bit before that happens. But my whole point is that the world is changing rapidly. You can't ignore it anymore. The only good thing I can see about this coronavirus is it's showing people how their government responds to something catastrophic like this. It's showing people systems that could have been in place before, which are now just being implemented to prop up stock markets and prop up other people's profits. Um, systems in place that would have made American life easier instead of harder that have been sitting on the table for decades and are now only being used to help the rich. Uh, and, and you can argue that fact, but if you really look into it, it's it's going to help us out. And I am thankful that they have done something. But if you see where most of that money is going, it's going to industries that got tax rate cuts last year, two years ago, whenever it was, that were supposed to trickle down, quote unquote, into their workforce and into the economy, which hasn't. And now they need bailouts. If you look at companies like Amazon, which are telling their employees to donate sick time instead of giving time off, paid time off, and, and now has eight or nine or ten, that's probably rising as we're talking right now, warehouses with confirmed coronavirus cases, the richest man in the world, that's his business. He's asking the, his own employees to donate sick time instead of just giving them sick time. He's asking regular Americans where almost 30% of them are unemployed pro probably higher at this time to donate to the fund instead of him actually funding it himself when you have people with so much wealth that they can alter elections like Bloomberg did or they can put Americans in a workforce on a chokehold that's something that you need to look at and realize is not good for America. You know, you can have whatever opinion you want, but both sides, I believe, have to see that the rich are not there to help us. You know, people people defend billionaires for hours, saying that, you know, they provide jobs and they provide the economy. Where are they now to donate this stuff? The only, only ones I can really think about are Bill Gates... Elon Musk had to be strong-armed into even making masks. There's more wealthy people. Where are they to help the rest of us, the ones that actually make them money? Um, my next topic is going to be capitalism, which is going to bring up some of the coronavirus because it's a current thing that's happening right now. Um, but just know my personal opinion on capitalism is it's the the biggest hypocritical you know two-faced economic system that you can have because it's it's taught to us as the free market will write itself capitalism is good for everyone um and reality now you're seeing that you are just a cog in the capitalism machine and they can let you go at the whim's notice without any pay and then ask you to make your bills um it's not your fault that the coronavirus is here you can blame China if you want, just not Chinese people. 
but it's not your fault that your country decided that they did not want to take steps to stop this before it became an issue. Because we had time. We were known. Even if it was a little late in January, the President of the United States called this a democratic hoax and did, did nothing to set up any measures to stop this. And now you probably know somebody who is sick or who doesn't, who can't work or who's showing some symptoms. You might even know somebody who has died. And I, and I want you to understand that the government is the reason behind that. People probably were going to get infected. It was going to be something that was going to happen. But at the rate that we're being infected right now is something that you have to understand. We could have avoided. So write down what's going on in a journal. Take pictures. Remind yourself because this is something that is going to globally change the economy and the way of lives for billions of people. Um, and it's something that either will make or break probably the next decade to multiple decades after it. Um, 2020 has started off pretty rough. And I don't think we're definitely just at the beginning of it. Um, this is the biggest issue currently, probably the biggest issue issue in history. Um, but it's definitely if you're a history buff, hopefully you're you're being safe and you're washing your hands and you're social distancing. But if you are a history buff, this has got to be something that kind of piques your interest a little bit of how we are going to write about it and how we're going to learn about it. So stay safe. There'll probably be more of these. Um, my hope it's all my opinion. No one has to agree with it. You can argue it. I like having, you know, constructive criticism. Don't, you know, call names. Don't, you know, do libtard or snowflake or anything like that. I mean, it doesn't really get to any any, any spots. Um, I'm going to try to stay as cordial as I can be. I'm still going to show my opinion, but um, I want to look the whole the whole purpose of this these series of podcasts is to see public opinion, political opinion from different sides. I'm very left. Most of my friends are are middle or right, um, and that's okay as long as you have a understanding of how the world works you might not agree on, on how things work but as long as you can see how the world works as one because it works the same for all of us it's just how we perceive it but if you can see that you can talk about it and i think the biggest thing that we need to learn from this in america is that we need to talk about it these are these are things that need to be talked about not argued about not marched on about these are things that need to be sat down and talked about and listened to. So as a little homework, um, something you could do during this social distancing is just try to broaden your horizons. That's my plan for the quarantine is to broaden my horizons. Um, again, you don't have to agree on everything, but just understand that life can be different and we're being shown that. And if you want life to be good for you, you have to fight for it. Um, on the next episode, I'm going to talk about 
the coronavirus bill in a little bit more details because it's going to kind of go into capitalism and some of my um, complaints about capitalism itself. Um, I mean, I might go a little bit off. I mean, the to- the name of the podcast is going to be Topic Pod, um, and it's going to be a different topic most of the time. Um, if it's a revis- revised topic, you know, you'll understand that. They're going to still be numbered. But I just want to go over topics in America. Um, I'll, be, I'll even talk about sports, entertainment. It's just all around me talking, and no one has to give a fuck. But if you are listening, I appreciate it. And I think everyone should do something like this, um, just to have have your opinions out there. Because the, the best thing about America is the freedom of speech, even if it has been a little bit you know, suppressed lately. <laughs> You can still talk how you want. So everyone stay safe. Most of these are going to be about 30 minutes. Um, Thank you to Anchor for allowing me to do this. Hopefully we get some sponsors at some point. But stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay at home. If you can't be at home, stay away from people. Um, And just we'll, we'll get through this no matter what. Us as a whole. We'll get through this. Thank you.